0: At loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson.
1: I am sure that you accept Yeshua as Savior. Every believer, everyone who has a hope of being in the kingdom of heaven acknowledges that He is the Savior. We believe that he is the Messiah, the anointed one sent by God in order to redeem humanity. And he did so upon the cross. But you must also believe that he is not just Savior and Messiah, but that he is the Lord. And the portion of scripture that we're going to be looking at in this study reveals that he is indeed the Lord over all and we're going to see as well that he is tied uniquely to creation as as well the lord over creation he knows all things and as the apostle paul teaches in colossians chapter one that he is the creator not god the father but god the son he is the creator and we're going to see that truth being reinforced in the passage of Scripture that we're going to look at at this time. So with that said, take out your Bible and look with me to Luke's Gospel and chapter 5, the book of Luke and chapter 5. Luke presents Messiah as the Savior of the world, but he also emphasizes his divinity and the fact that he is indeed Lord over all creation. Verse 1, we read here, but it came about when the crowd was pressing against him. So there is this large multitude of people, so large that they are pressing against him. And why are they there? We don't have to speculate But the scripture tells us they were there, this large crowd pressing against him. Why? To hear the word of God. Now I would highlight that, underline that truth. And that has great relevance for us because it reveals to us that he is the source of God's revelation. He speaks and the word of God revealed now this also has significance why because when you look at Genesis chapter 1 you see as God created all things he created the heavens and the earth and all that is within them we see initially at that first part of Genesis 1 we see that the world was created empty and void It lacked the order. It did not reflect what God intended his creation to reflect. Now, he did that with a purpose, and it was through his word, and this is the important point, it was through his word God spoke, and things became good. This word good means according to his order, according to his will. So it was the word of God that brought about the order of God. And who was speaking this? Well, based upon Colossians 1, it was the Son of God. He is indeed the creator of all things, and all things have their sustenance. They are held together by him. And we're going to see this truth being being manifested to us in this passage as well. So once again, it came about when there was this crowd pressing against him in order to hear the word of God. And he was, and look at this next part, it says he was standing. Now that grammatical construction for standing is significant it is in a grammatical construction that would tell us that he had been standing there he is standing there and he's going to continue to stand there now we know something in reality that's not the case in fact he's there now but he's going to move in a moment so why that grammatical construction the reason is this what we're going to learn it has a connection to the past he is going to do something now in the present and is going to have future implications in other words the purpose of this grammatical construction is to tell the reader something of great relevance something of great significance is going to happen here and we're going to see that it's tied to the Word of God, and we can say that differently. It is connected to the revelation of God, God revealing something to us in this passage. So he was standing near the lake. And what lake? Well, in one sense, we know that it's the Sea of Galilee. But notice it's called here the Lake of Gennesaret, And this is important because this was a term that was used. And the Sea of Galilee was called different things by different communities. And here we see that he's on the, the western side of the Sea of Galilee. That's why it's called the Lake of Gennesaret. And this is very close to Capernaum because in this location we know something. This is where Isaiah, at the end of Isaiah chapter 8 and the beginning of chapter 9, we read in Isaiah, this is where the Messiah is going to begin to reveal himself as the Savior, as that anointed one, as the Lord among us. We just see in the previous chapter, chapter 7, that he is called Emmanuel, God with us. And this is all tied to his divinity, that he is creator. Move on. Look at verse 2. It was at this location that it says, and he saw two boats. And once again, these two boats, we have that same word, of course here it's plural so the construction is is somewhat different but it's in that same form so these two boats they were also standing there and the implication is that it has a connection to the past it is going to be fulfilled in the present time but what is going to happen has future implications And all of this is to inform the reader that something significant is about to take place. Luke's going to reveal him as not just the Savior of the world, but the Lord of creation. We read in verse 2 once more, And he saw two boats standing near the, the lake, but the fishermen had gone up from them, and they were washing the nets. So notice, their time of fishing was over. But we're going to see that it's through Messiah's word. They came for what purpose? To hear the word of God. And it's going to be through his word that there's going to be revelation. Revelation to you and me, the reader. And notice what takes place. Verse 3. But he embarked into one of the boats, which was of Simon. So this is Shimon Kepha, Simon Peter. And he gets into Simon's boat. And he asked him from the, the land to push forward a little bit. So to to set sail, but just a little distance from the seashore. And we're going to see that this is what Peter did. And Yeshua, it says at the end of verse 3, and he sat down and he taught from the boat the crowd so now because of this massive crowd of people he thought it would be easier for him to get into one of the boats set sail for just a short distance from the the shore and he sat down there and he taught this crowd of people now notice something that takes place we're not told anything that he said but the purpose they came was to hear the Word of God. And the Word of God brings about the order of God. That's what we learn in Genesis 1. We know that that creation was tohu vevohu. It was empty, void. It was chaotic. It lacked the order of God. And God created creation initially in this way. Why? Because it's through His Spirit and through His Word that God's creation was, was brought into his order. And that's why after his spirit moved and he spoke, what do we read over and over? Behold, it is good, very good. His word brought about the fulfillment of his will for creation. And this is a message that we need to apply to our life because you will never fulfill the purpose for which you were created unless you are submissive to the Word of God. Look now to to verse 4. But as he ceased speaking, so his teaching came to an end, and we know nothing that he said. But after he finished teaching, he said to Simon the same phrase, put forth, sell forth into the deep. So no longer is he going to just be near the people. He wants to go further out into the lake, what we call the Sea of Galilee. And notice he gave Peter instructions. Let me just simply remind us that so frequently when God speaks, he speaks to you and me through commandments. Commandments are foundational in God's revelation. Why? It's only when we respond submissively. Let me say that a different way. It's only when we respond obediently to the commandments of God are we going to receive as a result of that obedience revelation. He is going to give us guidance. He is going to lead us. So, he tells Peter set forth into the deep, into the deep waters. And he says, and you set down your nets for a catch. Now, we're going to see that, that Peter and the other fishermen that had come into that location. Well, let's just read what it says. Verse 5. And Simon answered. He said unto him, and notice how he addresses him. He says, Lord or Master. Now, it is not the normal word for Lord, kurios, in in Greek. But it's a word that that is honoring, a word that is respectful, and a word that recognizes authority. So, So Peter is responding respectfully, Honoring Messiah and recognizing that he has authority. But that perhaps is because of his position. He, from his dress, and we see this elsewhere in the scripture, we see that from his attire, people knew that he was a rabbi. And therefore, because of a rabbi's connection to the word of God, there is authority. But Peter is going to find out something beyond that. That he's not just a rabbi, but he is the rabbi, the authority, the great one. And so Peter says, look again at verse 5. Simon answered, he said to him, Master, through the entire night we have labored. And nothing, and that word nothing is emphatic nothing we have have received so he says there's been no fruit no outcome to all of the toiling that we have done throughout the night now night is important because night usually speaks of something that is hidden something that is is not declared not known not yet revealed there's coming revelation so peter says throughout the entire night we have labored and nothing we have received but and this is that conjunction of contrasts but now what he's saying is this it doesn't make sense for us to do this we have fished throughout the night that is the time That fishing took place. This is the most opportune time throughout the night. But he says, at your word, literally epi. We could translate it upon your word. Very important. Upon your word, I will let down the net. And this, meaning this very thing they were doing, And notice, they closed in on what? A great multitude of fish. Now, we're going to see that this great multitude of fish was very unique. Simon Peter was a fisherman. He had had much experience, but it was at his word, or we should say, upon the word of Messiah. Because he responded in obedience and recognized Messiah's authority, he is going to receive an unbelievable catch of fish. And Messiah said, Let down your net for a catch. He said, You are going to catch fish. Now, Peter he says, I have toiled all night, we all have, and we have nothing to show for it but at your word there's the key it is his word that brings about a change and his word is going to reveal that he is lord over all creation he says i will let down the net and this they have done and they closed a great multitude of fish and then we see and the nets, it was tearing. Their nets were being torn by this great catch. Verse verse 7. And calling to the partners, to the ones in the other boat. And after coming to help them, so these other fishermen who were partners with them. They came in order to help, and we read here that after coming to help them, they also filled up both, meaning both of the boats, so that they were sinking. Now, I'm sure that that Peter had a good day fishing. I'm sure that all the fishermen, from time to time, that they would have a very, very fruitful a very plentiful night of fishing but i'm also sure that they had never caught so much fish at one time that both both boats that's what it says both boats were doing what they were sinking this was highly unusual and it all came about this great catch in a miraculous way it all came at His word. And the fact that Peter was willing to obey, submit to the commandment of Messiah. Now, look if you would to verse 8. It says here, but meaning in a unique manner, something that was very, very much contradictive to what, what he had experienced in the past. But having seen, who saw? Simon. Peter, what did he do when he witnessed this? That's what it means, having seen it. It says, he fell at the knees of Yeshua. And what did he say? Go away from me because a sinful man, I am Lord. Now, what's interesting is this. Peter when he was confronted with messiah this one who spoke with authority to the degree that even creation responded he didn't say let's just try letting down our nets and let's see what happens he says if you look carefully let down your net for a catch and he had such a unique catch and when when peter understood and that's changed from the word that is used in verse 5 to now the word, and it's the normal word for Lord here in our verse at the end of verse 8. This word curious or Lord. It is used in regard to Yudhe Vavhe, that sacred name of God, what oftentimes Jehovah God. This is the term that Peter used. And he recognized that Yeshua was just not a a rabbi with authority, but rather uniquely that Yeshua is the Lord among them. And notice that he was immediately convicted of his sin. Now, when you are in the presence of God, this holy God, the one and only holy God, you are going to be convicted of your sin that's where faith begins recognizing that we are sinful and and peter he says uh you know get away from me why because i am a sinful man lord verse 9 for amazement and that's what this word means being utterly amazed now he had caught fish before but nothing like this so for amazement had seized him and all the ones with him at the catch of fish which they had received. So this was unique, and the emphasis is on this catch of fish. Verse 10, And likewise also, Yaakov and Yochanan, the sons of Zebedee. Now, you remember earlier on in the Gospels, Messiah goes in the same location by the Sea of Galilee, close to this, this border between the border of the tribe of Naphtali to the border of the tribe of Zebulun. This is where Isaiah, the prophet, says Messiah is going to be revealed. It's at that location that we find him speaking to Peter. These words, and why is it important? And what is the emphasis? This catch of fish. Never had Peter experienced such a catch. And this was true as well for Yaakov and Yochanan, the sons of Zebedee. For they were partners of Simon, of course, Simon Peter. And Yeshua said to Simon, do not fear. Why? Well, we're going to see what was the purpose for all of this. He says, from now, meaning from now on, there's going to be something different. He says, from now on, men will be your catching. In other words, you are going to catch men. Now, this is based upon a very well-known scripture. Turn briefly to the book of Genesis chapter 48 and verse 16. Here is such an important passage of scripture, and it's so tragic that, that every translation that I've come across in a variety of different languages, they don't translate it literally they miss out on a unique word now it's true this word in this form only appears here but notice what it says i'm reading from genesis 48 verse 16 the book of genesis chapter 48 and verse 16 it says the the messenger The redeemer, the one who has redeemed me from all evil, so there's one sent, there's a messenger. The one who has redeemed me from all evil. Well, who's the redeemer from all evil? Evil Messiah. He will bless these young men. This is Yaakov, that is Jacob, blessing the sons of Joseph. And it says, and shall be called upon them my name, the name of my father's. Abraham and Isaac. And then notice this next word, Vayedgu. Now, this is derived from a word which means fish. And it means to multiply, not just greatly, but to multiply as an abundance of fish in the midst of the land. And what it says is that Messiah is going to be the one who redeems this great catch. A fish, but it's not fish literally, but rather it's human beings. And this is what is happening. He says, from now on, men, you will catch. And leaving the boats at the land, they left everything. They left their boats. And it says, and leaving the boats, literally, and they brought the boats unto the land And leaving all, leaving everything, so they brought the boats to the land. And it says, leaving everything, all things. Why? In order to follow him. They followed Yeshua. Why? Because they were convinced. These are the first four disciples. We're talking about Simon Peter and Andrew and who else? the sons of Zebedee, Yaakov and Yochanan, James and John. And what we see here is that these two brothers, two sets of brothers, are just like the two brothers that that Jacob blessed. And it all comes together, and it shows us that Yeshua is indeed the Lord over creation. And you need to accept him as not just your Savior, but realize his true identity as God among us. He is indeed the Lord over all things. Is he the Lord over your life?
0: Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of LoveIsrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, LoveIsrael.org.